The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Meadow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out meadow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060. Hey there, I'm Dr. Richard Maddow, co-founder of the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success, and welcome to the next edition of the Dental Practice Fixers Podcast. We have a really fun, interesting, informative, and hopefully useful one for you today. I'm going to kind of consider this to be like our summer reading issue because you can just relax and take it all in. It's kind of light, yet I think it'll be really important and meaningful for you, so Let's get going. But before that, I just want to remind you that the simplest, easiest, most basic, no-brainer way to save money in your practice month after month, year after year, is to do what we do at the Matto Center, and that is to use stacks for your credit card processing. There's so many great reasons. The technology is fantastic, ease of use, all those things. But being a dentist, and I know we're notoriously cheap, my favorite reason is that we save money every single month because they don't charge that nasty overage percentage, just a flat monthly fee. So do what we do. Use Stacks to process all your credit card payments. You'll save money. Go to maddo.com slash save, M-A-D-O-W.com slash S-A-V-E to learn more and find out how simple it is. Okay, let's go. On. Let's get going with this, our summer reading, our summer spieling, whatever we want to call it. And of course, we'll do some mystery shopper calls for you at the end. But I call this Rich's 15 Rules of Life. And these are just rules that I wrote. Well, one of them I stole from Bob Dylan, but I wrote the other ones um, some time ago. And I think not only do they apply to life, but they apply to dentistry as well. So I'm going to read you each rule. Take notes if you want. Um, and then I'll, maybe I'll give you some dental examples because I know we're all looking for dental examples in everything we do. So let's get rocking with no further ado. Rich's rules of life. Number one is always listen to someone else's opinion or someone else's side of the story. No matter how much you dislike what you're hearing, at least try to understand the other person's viewpoint. Now, of course, in in real life, outside of dentistry, this applies to so many things. Woo, politics, hot issue. I don't like to get involved in political debates with anyone. But if you're going to, at least try to have an open mind and listen to their side of the story or, or try to listen to their feelings or why they feel the way they do. Now, of course, in dentistry, we experience this all the time. A patient comes in, maybe they have a complaint, maybe they're disgruntled about the way something was handled in the office, about insurance, about payments, about a procedure, um, about post-op care, whatever it is, if a patient's upset, even if you are 99% sure they are wrong, and I hate to use that term, they are wrong, um, clear your mind, be open, listen with both ears, and really, really, really hear what they're trying to say. And even if you don't agree with them, Try to sympathize or empathize or whatever the right word is. Uh, you know, try to put yourself in their shoes and feel what they're feeling. And again, I think it will help you try to resolve any issues that you're having with your patients. This might be kind of a common recurring theme throughout these 15 rules. Okay, rule number two, don't dwell on the past. There is no future in it. 
I cannot tell you how many times I've got a dentist talking to me and they're still pissed off because a patient didn't pay them three years ago or because a team member did something stupid five years ago, or they're still blaming all their practice woes on the 2008 recession. Don't dwell in the past. There's no future in it. Look forward. Think about how you can make tomorrow better than today, and so on and so on and so on. Very helpful. Will help you relieve some stress as well. Okay, number three, expect the best from people. They just might surprise you. And I'm amazed how often we don't expect the best from our team members or from our patients. We kind of assume they're going to slip into old habits or do a bad job or disappoint us in some way. But I think if we expect the best, people will surprise you. And part of expecting the best is also realizing that maybe we need to challenge people. I'm talking about our team now. Maybe um, they're not performing well and they need a challenge and they need to be shown that we trust them to step up and do a better job. So let's expect the best from people and let's challenge them to do their best. And there's a good chance they will surprise you. Okay, number four, there's a fine line between a mensch and a schmuck. Now you may not speak Yiddish, but mensch and schmuck, I think are pretty much words that are in our vernacular these days. Um, but just to be clear, a mensch is a person who's a great person. They'll do anything for anyone. They're usually kind, they're gentle, they're considerate. Um, they're there to help people out and to make the world a better place. But a schmuck is someone who gets taken advantage of. So again, there's a fine line between a mensch and a schmuck. Be a great person. Be a nice person. Be kind. Do what you can for others. But don't be a sucker. Don't allow yourself to be taken advantage of. And sometimes this just means knowing when to say yes and knowing when to say no. I know if you're like me, sometimes you feel overwhelmed with projects, um, other people asking you to do things, et cetera, et cetera. So don't feel like you're obligated to do everything that everybody asks you to do. If, you, if you're that way, you might just well be a schmuck. So remember, there's a fine line between a mention and a schmuck. Okay, number five, the key to 90% of our problems is patience. This is something I don't think I learned till later in life. I'm 63 now. It's kind of a conundrum because when you're younger and you really do have what seems like all the time in the world, you're less patient. And as you get older and you really don't have as much time left in your life, you tend to get more patient. So this is a lesson that I hope I can impart, especially to the younger people. Um, so many times an issue, a problem, a frustration is just made better if you're patient. Of course, you've got to take action sometimes, but a lot of it is patience. Um, just don't expect change to happen overnight. Don't be antsy. Don't be jumpy. Be patient. Of course, you know, you've got to put yourself in the right direction for what your goal is or for what your expectations are, but be patient about it. Okay. Speaking of that, this is a rule that um, I taught my kids, certainly, and I hope you listen to it too. And that is when something irritates you, ask yourself, will this matter one hour from now? Will it matter one day from now, one week from now, one month from now? Will this horribly irritating thing be meaningful one year from now? And when you use those parameters, you'll find that most things that irritate us don't really matter very much at all. And you know, this in life, you get cut off in traffic by somebody and your blood boils and you want to catch up to them and see what they look like and give them the finger or whatever, or a patient's being a real jerk and you want to lash back out of them. Just take a deep breath and think to yourself, this thing, yeah, it's irritating me now, but how much is it going to matter in an hour, a week, a month, a year? Probably very little. Most issues are tiny issues. Or as that, that great author said, don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. 
Okay, number seven. Inaction is just another form of making a decision, and it may be the wrong one. So sometimes you just put something off or you don't do anything about an issue, but realize that is also making a decision. That's as much of a statement or an action as taking action. I'll use this as an example, and it's not meant to be self-serving, but um, dentists who are having some issues in their practice or they want to improve will call us. We talk to them about coaching. We do a data analysis. We have a great time. We spend a couple hours. We give them some tips. And then they're just not sure if they want to do coaching or not, and they get thrown into inaction or paralysis by analysis, or whatever you want to call it. Dentists, man, we love paralysis by analysis, don't we? Well, by not taking action, that's making a decision. You are deciding not to move forward in a positive way that will improve your practice. So don't just think you can put something off and not make a decision, because that is in itself making a decision. And many, many times it's the wrong one, the easy one, right? It's easy not to do anything, but it's also making a choice and very frequently the wrong choice. Okay, number eight. It's never too late to do the right thing. And this could mean thanking somebody, sending a card, getting somebody a present, acknowledging somebody, admitting you were wrong, whatever it is. Sometimes, um, you know, we realize that, oh, I should have done that. Oh, but it's too late. It's not too late. It's, you can apologize after five years. You can do the right thing after a year. It doesn't matter. It's never, ever too late to do the right thing. So don't let the fact that time has lapsed prevent you from doing the right thing. Okay, number nine, this is the one I borrowed from Bob Dylan, and that is, you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. Man, I've got like a hundred favorite Bob Dylan quotes. I think this is my number one absolute favorite. You don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. Usually, you know what's going on. You don't need 50 people and three therapists and whatever to tell you what's going on. Now, you might need the help, of a therapist or a doctor or a coach or a personal confidant or whatever. But generally speaking, you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. Okay, number 10, never wrestle with a pig. You both get dirty and the pig likes it. Now, I can think of a million dental examples for this, but one that comes to mind right away is if a patient writes you a bad online review, do not get involved in a pissing contest with them saying, well, you're wrong and this is why. Then they're going to have something, you know, put something back. Then you're going to put something back. You're going to get into this long call and response thing in a public forum. Don't do it. You're wrestling with a pig and they like it. So just don't get involved in back and forth like that. You see it happen online all the time. Um, people are bullied online and they try to come back and make things better. Don't wrestle with a pig. You both get dirty and the pig likes it. Okay, number 11, things that are easy can be done by anyone. Do something difficult. Kind of um, the next two, I, I'll, maybe I'll read them at the same time because they, they really are similar. Number 11, things that are easy can be done by anyone. Do something difficult. And number 12, many great things started with a dream and someone saying it couldn't be done. So maybe you've got a dream for your practice, a goal of what you want your practice to look like one year from now, five years from now. And of course, there are a million people telling you it can't be done. Oh, the DSOs and the insurance companies are going to be taken over. The, the private practice, especially fee-for-servers, they're dead. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't grow your practice. You can't hire an associate. You can't open up another day of hygiene. Sometimes it's us telling us this, our own self-talk. I'm going to say BS. It might not be easy, and people might be telling you you can't do it. But if it's important to you, and you set your mind to it, and you learn how to do it, whatever it is, you can do it. Number 13, 
When someone keeps telling you how honest they are, it's time to start counting your spoons. Whew, man, I can't tell you how many times a colleague in the dental consulting industry or a patient or a team member during their interview or whatever, all they're talking about is I'm so honest, I'm so ethical. If somebody's pointing it out too much, it could mean there's an issue. So when someone keeps telling you how honest they are, it's time to start counting your spoons. Okay, number 14, most doors in life are closed. To get in, your knock better be different than everyone else's. And I don't mean to be negative here, but if you want your practice to stand out, you got to do what other people are doing. You've got to treat your patients in a way that other people aren't treating their patients, providing an incredibly memorable experience. You have to treat your team with respect and confidence and positive challenge in a way that other people aren't doing. So to get in that closed door, your knock better be different than everyone else's. Number 15, and I apologize in advance, I'm gonna use some foul language here, or some people consider it to be foul language, but whatever, makes it a little more fun. And that is number 15, if it smells like dog shit everywhere you go, it's time to look at the bottom of your own shoes. If you keep saying, none of my patients will accept treatment. I, I can't find a good team member. They're all a bunch of jerks. They all hate me. Um, you know, maybe it's time to look within. If everywhere you go, the same thing's going wrong, let's take a deep look within. Um, try to be honest with yourself and say, maybe, you know, it's, this thing just keeps going wrong over and over and over again. Maybe it's me. What can I do to improve? So there you have it. Riches, 15 rules of life. They apply to life. They apply to dentistry. They apply to everything. Share them with as many people as you can. And I thank you for that. And now we're going to get to our mystery shopper calls. Before we do, um, I mentioned patient reviews during this 15 rules of life. And I just want to let you know that if you don't have a ton, a ton of great, close to five-star average patient reviews that somebody sees when they Google you, you are missing out on an incredible opportunity to get the most new patients into your practice. So if you want to learn more about how to do it, the easy way, and I mean easy, just go to matto.com slash reviews and check it out, matto.com slash reviews. Okay, let's do our mystery shopper calls. I was listening to another dental podcast last week and they were doing mystery shopper calls. They said, we're going to call our own coaching clients and see how they do. And they all did pretty well. But the question they led with was, hi, I'd like to make an appointment. I mean, if you can't handle that, somebody say, hey, I'd like to make an appointment, whoo, you're in big trouble. So I didn't want to get that easy. But for this week's mystery shopper calls, I wanted to make them pretty darn easy. I'm looking for a new dentist. Can you see me? Something along those lines. So let's do three of them and see what happens. Over here to Command Central, call number one, hit it. Uh, yeah, so are you currently seeing new patients? Of course, yes, we are accepting new patients. Yeah, and how much would a, a new patient appointment typically cost? Uh, so for the new patients, the first consultation is free. And I also do have that for your cleanings. Um, do you have insurance? I do not. Okay, so without insurance, a regular cleaning, which is like the checkup, um, and the hygienist would take a look at your teeth to make sure there are no cavities, or any other additional work to be done. That's normally 125. And the consultation is free for the first time patients. So um, any additional cost would just be if the doctor were to do any work, but normally that does not occur. He would just set up a different appointment for you. 
Yeah, good. And speaking of that, I, I've been told that I need um, a couple crowns, two crowns. Is that, the, mm, do you do that? Okay. You, do, you do crowns there as well? Yes, we do. And how much do they usually cost? Let me get a, uh, let me get a um, paper here that tells me the prices. Let me put you on hold for a moment, okay? Okay. I'm going to let this run for a few seconds, but while it's running, I'll tell you, um, this whole time was over two minutes and 34 seconds, and then I just hung up. Two minutes and 34 seconds plus on hold. Oh, my. I think, you know, a few seconds, maybe, but totally unacceptable. So I'm going to stop this whole music because we don't have to listen to it all day long. Um, but I just hung up. And that, and it kind of like my friend who said, I went to see the Grateful Dead and they played trucking for 45 minutes and I just left. I just left. They put me on hold for way too long. So I don't know if she was going to come back and try to get the appointment or not because any sane person would have hung up by then. It was just, it might have been five minutes before she came back. I have no idea. I also like the way she said hygienist. I think if you're going to work in a dental office, let's learn how to pronounce these words correctly. But she was nice, pleasant, but it turned into an on-hold disaster, and she never came back. All right, I don't know where she went. She vanished. Let's try a similar call. Good afternoon. Hi, I'd like to find out about um, being a, a new patient in your office. I know I need a cleaning and a couple crowns. Sure. So, were you looking to schedule an appointment? Um, well, first, how much would that cost? Do you think I don't have insurance? So, for the initial cleaning, it's ninety. And any follow-up hygiene appointments, it's 120 So the first appointment is less expensive than the second one? Right. We're running a promotion right now. Oh, I like that. And then how much would crowns be? That, it all depends. When you come in for your hygiene appointment, someone will go in and do a, a consultation with you, and they'll tell you exactly what you need. Got it. So I'll, I'll definitely get my cleaning on the first visit. Uh-huh. Yep. Great. Well, thank you so much. You got it. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. I love that ending. You got it. You got it. I'll tell you what you don't got. And that's an appointment in this office. Why not? I don't know. I needed a cleaning. I needed two crowns. I was interested. I was real. You got it. Never even made the attempt to go for an appointment. It would have been so easy for her at that point to have said, we'd love to see you. Can you come in tomorrow at 3 p.m.? And if that's not convenient, we've got Friday at 11 a.m., which works best for you. Not even close. You got it. You got it. You got no appointment. Let's do one more just for fun. Where your smile matters. Please choose from the following options so we can connect you with one of our team members that can best serve you. Please press 1 for English. Para Español, por favor. If you are an existing patient, please press 1. If you are a new patient, great. Welcome to the dental family. Please press 2 and we will connect you with our new patient coordinator. For billing and insurance, please press 3. Thank you for calling Dental. We are sorry we missed your call, but we are either out of the office or helping other callers just like you at this time. You were very important to us, so if you would please leave your name, number, and a brief message, one of our friendly team members will return your call as soon as possible. Your call is very important to us. Please hold. 
totally unacceptable. I mean, I had to go through like five voicemail button pushing operations to get their new patient specialist. And this was during normal business hours. And then what happens? I get a voicemail saying we're too busy for you. Unacceptable. As I've said so many times before, it's super, super, super important to ask the patient to make an appointment. But the most important rule of all is to answer the darn phone when it rings. No voicemails, no button pushings. Answer the phone when it rings. All right. That is it for today's episode of the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. I'm Dr. Richard Maddow. I'm co-founder of the Matter Center for Dental Practice Success. Check us out at matto.com, M-A-D-O-W.com. Send me an email, rich, R-I-C-H, at matto.com. Love to talk to you about your practice, your challenges, anything else. I'm here for you, and I'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye.